Hello and welcome to the Career Changers podcast. I'm Elisa Martinic and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of the Career Changers. I'm definitely one of them. I learned from my experience that following our dreams requires courage, self-awareness and a lot of inner work. I love to discover stories of career change and share them with the world as a source of inspiration for all those who are still searching. Career changes are not a straightforward chronology written in our CVs, but the sum up of our dreams, ambitions, failures and successes. The Career Changers is an online community that aims to inspire thousands of people during their journey to self-realization. We discover and share inspirational real-life stories of career change. We inspire people that are thinking to change career. We support people that want or need to change career, but feel stuck or lacking confidence and clarity. We connect and collaborate with organizations that support career change across different industries. I believe that thinking to have only one job or career in our life is a limiting belief, unless the job or that career make us happy. Life is a journey, and with one third of our lives spent working, it would be unimaginable to not have a desire to explore new avenues. Welcome to the Career Changers podcast. Hello and welcome to the Career Changers. Our guest today is Benjamin Ritter, leadership and career coach, passionate about guiding others in finding, creating and sustaining a career they love. With over 10 years of experience coaching and working with clients from companies such as Amazon, Google, Pinterest, and yet, Ben understands how to navigate any career path you decide you want to travel. Ben received his doctorate in organizational leadership with a focus on value congruence and job satisfaction, and earned an MBA in entrepreneurial management and an MPH in Health Policy Administration. But prior to that, and this is what uh, I found pretty impressive, something that we can discuss during, inter- during our interview, um, a very long history of career change. Um, so, well, today Benjamin is going to talk about his career and how truly working for yourself at work and in life. Hi, Benjamin. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm really pumped to be here. Yeah, I'm happy that my career changes have led me to this point. <laughs> that's, that's great. Uh, I actually have my script and I copy all your career changes. So I was a little bit uh, um, overwhelmed <laughs> when going through it. And I find it very curious. Uh, so, of course, probably you can talk to uh, talk to us about uh, that part of your life. Um, so, um, I took this extract from your personal account, everything and anything, uh, not due to the impact of my career and life. The concept of working was a given for me, and saying yes to opportunities has put me on a road that has taught me skills and taken me places I never would have experienced. Here is a short snippet of other job I've held from 1999 to 2007. So how did you start your professional life or better, what was your first job? 
<laughs> well, I had a lot of first jobs, I kind of think, because it wasn't really like the professional job where I feel like I started my career. As, as you mentioned, work was just work for me. It was something that I did. And I would say yes to opportunities. It didn't really matter what the opportunity was if it was something that I could do. So I flipped burgers. I you know cleaned tables. I was a camp counselor, a daycare worker. I walked dogs. I fixed homes, you know, the, the list goes on and on. I'd say the, the first actual job that I had, which you would call like a professional job was probably when I got a position with the Illinois department of public health. So I was a communications and outreach coordinator. Prior to that, I worked for a nonprofit for a little bit. I had an internship at like a ball bearing corporation. And, uh, but that was really kind of the first the first, hey, I'm sitting behind a desk. And honestly, sitting behind a desk, like for, for some people, I think are used to it or get used to it. But I think because of my prior career uh, experiences, it was really tough for me to just sit still. Yeah, that's something I identify with. Um, what was your dream job when you were a child? Yeah, well, I wanted to be a professional athlete. So I played soccer my whole life. My father uh, played professional soccer internationally, and that kind of dictated how I thought about work as well. I never really thought I was going to work. So the, uh, you know, this idea of what is your career going to be? What is your career vision? It was to be on the pitch. And so I never really put much credit in like, well, what, what actual job do I want after that? And so when the, you know, the soccer vision ended, I was kind of lost. I had literally no idea what I wanted to do with my professional life. And, you know, I think some people go through this maybe at the beginning of college or middle of college. So this was kind of like at the end of my degree of undergrad and even a little bit after that, which I was, I was still kind of just kind of shrugged. And at the same time, the one thing that I was a little interested in, which was nutrition and dietetics, that was initially my major uh, was canceled two years into my college experience. So yeah. it kind of was just kind of like, well, what am I going to do now? Uh, how, how it happened, it was canceled. <laughs> they decided to cut funding. So I was, I was able to do an independent study and get a minor in the space. And, and then I just had to make a decision what I really wanted to do. I looked towards transferring and it's all, that's a whole nother story. And because I did end up moving across, across country, but ended up coming back for a couple different reasons. Uh, but I looked into sciences. I thought maybe I want to go to med school because I, I like how the body works. But then I thought that I could have a larger impact uh, than with the kind of the time investment that it requires. So then I thought I'd go into health policy. And that's kind of, kind of how I started the next part of my career journey. So before becoming a coach, uh, you had many careers or many jobs. Um, do you have any funny or interesting stories to share with us? Well, so a lot of my jobs were very just kind of ad hoc. I was a brand ambassador, bartender, liquor promoter for many, many years. And one, I mean, th this was great, by the way, because when I lost who I was professionally in undergrad, I had to figure out who I was. And so, you know, it's when, when people try to figure out what to do for their career, they think they're going to get the answer. Then it, the goal isn't to get the answer. The goal is to figure out what isn't the answer. And so when I was trying to grow myself and learn who I was, 
it wasn't sitting and reflecting and journaling. It was going and doing things to put myself in uncomfortable situations so I could see what I liked and what I disliked. And one of the things that I ended up doing was being a movie promoter at bars and, and such throughout the city of Chicago. And one of those movies was 28 Weeks Later, which is a zombie movie. And so I ended up driving or getting driven to kind of a, a special effects makeup artist who made me look like a zombie, gave me red eye contacts and <laughs> tied a leash around my throat. And I was led throughout the city of Chicago to different bars, scaring people, acting like a zombie from the movie. So I have a number of stories like that. Uh, one, Another one where I was covered in plaster to be a mannequin for a Civil War museum, which is kind of <laughs> neat. Uh, but yeah, just putting myself into strange work situations that also led me to not only make money, but learn social skills. Mm. So how and when did you start thinking about becoming a coach? Yeah, so when I was trying to figure out who I was in undergrad, I came across the field of personal professional development. And so I took everything that I dedicated to soccer and I dedicated it to really growing who I was. And I kind of just was ended up happy and confident and just kind of still kept this, let's just get curious about the world mentality. And that would led me to go out by myself a lot and just kind of meet people. And when I was out one night, I ran into a guy who said, you know what, you need to meet my boss. And the next day I met his boss and was hired to be a nationwide coach for men across the United States. And, you know, that, that was like the first time I was paid to coach. And there were other moments when I was networking for a full-time job, I received a, I applied for and received the federal grant for free life coaching from the government, which is kind of cool. And from the maternal and, and maternal and child health department, I believe it was a while ago. And then when I was working in healthcare, um, everyone around me, I worked in a pretty toxic environment would come to me other than the executives, by the way, would come to me and just would complain about leadership. They would be crying they would share stories with me and it just didn't make sense why our, why we had to live in a culture like this. And I was part of the executive team at the time. And so I looked for ways to potentially change that. Uh, and I was in a leadership program with the organization. I had my own kind of director of people as a mentor. And it just kind of hit me. Why don't I combine my skills from coaching, from healthcare, from, you know, operations, from all, from all these different areas, from my, my passion for health. And why don't I fix this environment? And why don't I make a difference for the people that are coming to me each and every single day? Mm -hmm. And so then I, I started trying to do the work at the organization and I got involved at the corporate level. Basically, I crafted my job, which I which is if you anyone wants to look how to make their current job better, look up the topic job crafting. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, and it worked for a little bit. I started getting involved in some projects, uh, but then we got acquired for the second time. And everyone I was working with got let go and all the projects I was working on got centralized and paused. And so I had to figure out what I was going to do next. So the goal was never just, Hey, look, let's just go start my, you know, my company, which, because I had, I had some other entrepreneurial ventures at the time going on the, the goal was, why don't I just do this in an organization? But that path ended up being blocked. So I looked for a new one and that led me to go get my doctorate, to become a, a credible source in the space, to do research, to get published. And then I was, on a, I, was on, I was on a plane one day and I said, what really matters? What, what helps people grow and change and be fulfilled? And I wrote it on the back of a napkin and Live For Yourself Consulting was born. And it was 2016. And so we're looking at about almost six years later and we're going strong. Hmm. So one of your quotes say, I felt stuck, overworked and underutilized. 
and realized that something had to change. In reflection, every time I've ever felt unfulfilled, I lost my sight and my insight. I lost my life in exploration of it. What we need to do when all of a sudden we realize that we are not going in the right direction? Well, first off, good for you for realizing it. Because that is tough. You know, so many people just go through the days and that's, they don't think that it can be better and they don't think that they deserve for it to be better. And they think that it's good enough. So for you to stop and say, this isn't good enough is great because your brain's going, something is wrong. And so now what you have to do is get a little bit curious. What is wrong? And so very often when we get to the stage where we kind of feel like we're in the wrong place, we have a lot of stories that we're telling ourselves such as, you know, my manager doesn't care about me. This, this organization is never going to help me grow, or I'm not good enough. I'm stupid, or I've never be a good leader. And so you need to first off, take a step back and, and look at what stories are you telling yourself? Because they're holding you back more than the situation that you're in. One of the biggest mistakes I made in healthcare when I was really resentful towards my job, where I was working to not work, I literally would put more effort in not working than actually working. It was a pretty negative cycle. It, one of the gravest mistakes I made was forget that I was in control of how I felt, was, was forget that I was creating a negative environment for myself to work in each and every single day, and that I was actually wasting time because my job and the relationships that were around me could help me get my next job, could help me develop skills that I, or stories that then I could share in interviews or even build a network uh, for to help me in the, the, the next stage of my career. So don't waste your time, explore your stories and get curious. And then once you do that and free, feel a little bit more free, you can start asking yourself, well, when was I excited about work? What were the projects that I was working on? Who were the people that I was around? What are the challenges that I wanted to learn? What is the meaning that I feel behind what I do each day? Why did I even go to school for this? Why did I, why did I even accept the job at this organization? And as you start writing those answers down, you'll find some overlaps. And then you'll start getting an idea of what you might want to go get curious about next, which is like I told you before, you don't get the answers, you get potential non-answers and then potential areas to explore. And then you go out there and you explore them. And I'll pause for a second because I know that was a lot. Well, thank you for that. And um, I guess there are many tips and techniques you use with your um, clients. So how do you support people in their careers through your work? So a couple different options. Sometimes people know what they want. They just don't know how to get the job. So there's some pretty straightforward strategies in terms of how to build a community of individuals that know what you want to do and are able to get you a position in that field. So leveraging things like LinkedIn or email and one-to-ones and such. Then of course, you have to have the tools. You have to have the resume and the cover letter. You need to be you know, good in interviews. So it's practicing those and getting those geared up and ready to go. Uh, but mainly what I do with clients is just programs. So three or six or 12 month programs where we are gaining clarity in terms of who you are, what you care about, uh, helping you believe in all of that and accepting it as, as your brand and then learning how to put that brand out there in the world to create a career that you want you know, now, five years from now, 10 years from now, and just making sure that you understand and my clients understand that they are empowered and have permission to work towards anything that they desire, 
but they just need to know what that is. They need to believe that they can, they need to have the tools to do it. And they need, they need to create a community around themselves to support it. In your experience, how important is to find our life purpose and how can having a life purpose change our professional lives? I have one of the first videos I ever released, the first ever talk in person that I ever gave was how find your purpose was the worst advice that I ever received. And I share how I was mistaken on what I thought my purpose was. And that led me down a path of neglect to a lot of other areas of my life. And when that was gone, I was lost. And so I think the we need to be very careful about how we use this word and how we hold it above ourselves for something that we need to achieve or need to figure out. Because then if we don't, we failed and we're not good enough and we're not doing something right. And then anything else that we're doing at the time also isn't good enough, which is a, which is not, it's just a lose-lose situation, basically. So what I like to say instead is explore, define, and then align your values in your life. So find out your values. And your values are basically the times in your life where you were the happiest, the things that you care most about. Make sure you define whatever those are. For example, my number one value is health. But I define health not just nutritionally. I define health as mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. And each one of those terms has a definition for itself. And so everything that I do in my life relates to health. And so if I know my top three to five values, I then can put just an Excel spreadsheet together, have my values listed, and then rank the job opportunities or ideas that I'm thinking of doing by those values. You can get a nice score. You can figure out where, where it lands within your value set. Because if you actually make decisions that align with your values, it doesn't matter what the decision is, you, are, you will automatically show up each and every single day, be enthusiastic, be passionate, try hard, you learn, you challenge yourself. And ultimately, you will grow, not just for yourself, but within the professional world as well, because there are ladders. And so if you show up each and every single day in this way, you are going to move up. You're going to also discover new opportunities, and they're all going to matter to you. Hmm. So you also say that uh, we search for mentors, look up to role models, hire coaches, all to find leadership to help us achieve our professional and, and personal goals. But what if I let you in on a little secret? The most important leader is the one that lives inside you. Yeah, I'm just going to let that sit because I love that so much. So what would you Every... say about this? Because uh, generally yeah. we are often, we are so often scared to ask for guidance. And uh, at the same time, we, we need sometimes to have guidance because we don't know what is the right direction. But as you say, um, the, the most important leader lives inside us. So how can we connect with that part and, and, and become our own, um, well, coach in this case? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, who ultimately is the person that asks for guidance? It's you. <laughs> You ask for guidance. So even if I need to go find a mentor, who makes that decision? You cannot do anything in your life without yourself. So if you're waiting for someone to come around and do it for you, you're going to lose, period. And the best thing you can do for yourself is develop the leader within yourself. If you know what you want to achieve or know what you care about, 
and you believe that you can achieve it, nothing will stand in your way. You will show up intentionally each and every single day. You will contact the people that you need to contact. You know, you, you talk to those mentors. You'll apply to the jobs that you need to apply for. You, you won't hold yourself back. When I work with clients, it, it doesn't surprise me anymore. It is the majority of the time that people are afraid to send a message to someone on LinkedIn. They're afraid to connect with them. They're afraid to apply for a job. And they think they're not good enough for those things, so they don't do it. Who am I to do this? And so the only person holding yourself back is yourself. And that's why I talk about self-leadership so much. Because if you, can, if you can solve that, if you can get out of your own way to say, this is what I want to achieve, and I'm going to show up and I'm going to work towards it each and every single day, no matter what happens outside of myself, the things I can't control. You know, I was working with a client last week and he received two rejections for the first positions that he interviewed for. Now, the evidence for those uh, positions were they weren't right for him. He didn't want them. He actually complained about having to go to the interview because he didn't want to do it, but he wanted to get interview practice. And when the position said no to him, because they weren't the right fit for him, he felt rejected. He felt like it was, it was his fault, that something was wrong with him and totally forgot the evidence, right? The fact that he, that, that one, not only are the jobs not right for him, but two, it's great practice. And then three, it's not about the jobs that say no. It's about the jobs that say yes. And you're, you know, where are we focusing our, our, our mental energy? Are we focused on the things that we can't control and the things that we can't? And especially with our career, a lot of people are going to say no. A ton of people are going to say no to you. A lot of the promotions you're not going to get. Uh, but those don't matter because if you continuously look for progress, you're going to achieve it. So learn from the things that happen to you outside of your control so that you're more likely to be able to control some things in the future. So what type of advice would you give uh, to anyone along their path to self-realization? Even if earlier on you say you don't really believe too much in the concept of uh, finding a life purpose. Uh, well, if I mean, challenging that because if you live a life in alignment with your values, you technically are living a purposeful life. So every day I get to work with clients on leadership and career development. I get to mentor uh, CPG entrepreneurs. I get to work in organizational development and talent development. And I still get to work out and do hot yoga and read the books that I love and play with my puppy and my cat and get, get to hit the soccer pitch. Like that is, that's my life purpose. That's pretty purposeful. I'm making a difference in people's lives and living true to my values. I have an amazing social, social group. Like I can travel the world. Like this seems pretty purposeful, but I didn't find it because I said, I want to go do this. I like this. I want this job. I, I found it because I said, these are the things I care about. Where can I go do that? It's a little different way to, to kind of take a look at it. So for anyone that's looking for, I just want to be more fulfilled, discover your values again. Go, go deep and say, what are the memory, where are the memories that I went was happiest? Where, where do I have big question marks? I was working with a client. He wanted to, he, for some reason, he wanted a variety of different positions. He wanted to be a beekeeper. You know, he wanted to go cross country skiing, like, like a ski instructor, scuba instructor. Great. You have these ideas, even though they're completely different than your actual experience, go test them out for a weekend, you know, or go, go call someone that's doing it and talk to them. So if you want to find your purpose per se, 
explore the things that interest you, get curious about them and do some mini tests and then see how you feel. Mm. Uh, what advice would you give to someone looking to change their career? Are they 100% sure they want to change their career? Well, <laughs> it's, their, it's your client. <laughs> <laughs> You can tell them what you want. <laughs> well, I would, I just would preface this with saying, you know, let's, let's dive into the story of what's actually going on right now and what's motivating you to leave. Uh, a lot of times I've worked with clients that want to change jobs or organizations, but they lose sight of the opportunities where they're currently at. Mm -hmm. And I've worked with clients that want to start their own businesses because they think it's an escape from the negative environment that's within the corporate environment. I think a good example of this are individuals that hold themselves back from executive level positions because they're worried about the lifestyle of that position because their leaders are always stressed or always anxious or always complaining about they have no time. So this then goes back to, goes back to what stories are you telling yourself? And so what story are you telling yourself about where you're currently working and the job that you have? And going back again to the things that you really, the same exercise, going back to figuring out the things that you really enjoy doing, the projects you enjoy doing, the people you like working with, the environments you like to be in, and getting that data first before saying, this is where I exactly want to go and making sure it's a fit. Now, if you've done all that and you're 100% sure, and look, I, I've pivoted so many times. Like it's, I've, I've gone in and out of organizations. I've started companies. I left companies. And the one piece of advice I would probably say, if you're sure that this is what you want to do and you're not just doing it to do it is do it like literally do it today instead of wait, waiting three or four years or five years from now, do it today. And you can find ways to do it that are not expensive, that, um, that help you learn skills uh, that are going to help you make the transition. But also I would recommend plotting out a calendar for how long this is potentially going to take you. So and work backwards from that calendar and, and set goals and milestones throughout that calendar so it doesn't seem so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Because look, when, before I, when I made the decision to get my doctorate, that was a three-year decision. And so, you know, people do that all the time to go back to school. But while I was getting my doctorate, I was doing a variety of other things to, so that what, right when it, like literally the second when I graduated, the exponential increase in my business was, was, only, was only because of that previous work. Yeah. So, um, well, we are, we are coming to the end of this episode, um, but uh, um, if you could give yourself a piece of advice, what would you say to your younger self? <laughs> Going back to the purpose idea, it's just that the, the most important leader is within you. No one else matters. Nothing else matters. You know, what is it that you care about? feel confident and you have permission to go after it. It's just, there's, there's such a difference that can occur in someone's life when they give themselves permission to go explore the things that they want to explore. And I, I never want anyone. I never want, if I could go back in time, I would tell myself, you know, there's, there's no reason that you should hold your ba yourself back from something that, that you feel like doing as long as it doesn't right, impose on anybody else. If it's for you. There, you will always find excuses, always. So let's all try to, instead of finding excuses, find reasons. Well, thank you, Benjamin, for joining us today and sharing your inspirational career change story and wisdom. 
And if anyone would like to get in touch with you, uh, how and where they can find you. Yeah, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, Dr. Benjamin Ritter. I think I'm the only one, but I'm based in Austin, Texas. You can also go to my website, liveforyourselfconsulting.com. You can find other media content I post. I have a couple podcasts, I have a YouTube channel. Um, and sometimes if I feel like it, I'll post an article. <laughs> so, <laughs> hope to see you there. Thank you. And the last message for our listeners, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and tune in next week for a new inspirational episode of The Career Changes. Thank you, Benjamin. Thank you.